Welcome, baseball fans, to episode 115 of the Nats GM Show, the only podcast exclusively available via the Nats GM Radio Network. I am your host, Ryan Sullivan, editor-in-chief of NatsGM.com and the Baron of All Baseball Podcasts. On this week's episode, I am proud to have top Washington Nationals prospect Carter Keyboom on the show this week, talking a whole lot about his career, about his draft day experience. He talked about his uh, 2017 season, uh, which was quite successful at the plate and in the field, but uh, unfortunately had a uh, pretty lengthy hamstring injury, so we talk a little bit about that. Uh, we talk about instructs, what that's all about. Uh, he gets into a little bit of what he's doing in the off season. We talk a lot about hitting, which was a really cool part of this episode, and he really breaks down, you know, what his thought process is, even getting to before the game and what he gets into. So that's really interesting, particularly for uh, some of our younger listeners. Maybe playing the game might really get a kick out of that. Uh, then uh, we play a quick game of rapid fire, and um, he uh, gives a quick plug for his charitable endeavors that he's doing. And uh, everybody should check that out on Twitter. I believe it's at Carter Keyboom, I believe. So everybody should check that out. One final note uh, before we get to our interview. Uh, our producer, uh, Josh Owens, the only producer of this show through all 115 episodes. Um, our good friend got married uh, this past weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I was unable to make it uh, due to some life circumstances. But uh, Josh is uh, truly like a brother to me and uh, you know, definitely a tremendous friend. And uh, this show doesn't happen without him. So want to wish him uh, just a public congratulations. Uh, the best of luck, the best of wishes, and everything in between. Uh, Love you, brother, and uh, congratulations. With that, now Carter Keyboom. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Baron. You are now one-on-one with the Baron. The Baron of the baseball podcast. With forever, no other way you can call that. The people's podcast never ended. You are now one-on-one with the Baron. The Baron of the baseball podcast. With forever, no other way you can call that. And now I am thrilled to have on the line with me 2016 first-round pick and member of the Washington Nationals organization. I have shortstop Carter Keyboom on the line with me. Carter, welcome to the Nats GM Show. Thank you for having me, Ryan. I, uh, I appreciate it. Well, uh, as I was saying to you off-air, it's a pretty big trip to have you on the phone. Uh, I'm sure my audience is going to love hearing from uh, a current player. So, uh, first and foremost, welcome, and uh, thanks for making the time. No problem at all. Thank you. Well, place I love to start with uh, all the players that I interview is kind of their draft day experience. Uh, I know just kind of keeping an eye on the draft a couple years ago, um, you were pretty much projected to be in that 20 to 40 range, maybe a little higher, maybe a little lower, but... uh, can you give us a little insight into what uh, what that day was like, how you celebrated it, how you went about hearing it, and all that good stuff? Yeah, you know, it was um, it was a the crazy, um, I would say, 24, 48 hours. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know. Uh, we had an idea where I could be picked, but we weren't sure. We didn't know. We didn't know the team. Um, I mean, I went to a Nats workout, I think, three or four days before the draft. Um course they don't i mean they don't really give you much feedback um but it went it went well so um but you know the draft i you sit there and you wait um we didn't know when i was gonna be picked 
uh, I think they got to pick around 18 in the draft, and uh, that's when um, the Nationals called and uh, gave us an offer. And, um, you know, we looked into it, and it was something you can't pass up, and it was the right, it was the right fit for me, we felt like. And um, then you see your name pop up on the screen, and that's when it's uh, pretty real for you. And uh, you get a pretty uh, short time to uh, celebrate that. Um, I had a couple – I said – couple friends over I didn't have any I didn't have a party um, my family was over and um, something small uh, I'm not really into the, the huge stuff but and then uh, the next week it's been seven days I was um, I believe I was down in Florida uh, practicing with the GCL team that's amazing now did you so, give your brother a little grief oh no I mean, <laughs> not, no no we don't I have no, there's no jealousy or anything like that going on. It's just, you know, we're, uh, I'm, he was happy for me. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he called me right away. Uh, I mean, I should, actually, I think he had a game at the time, so he called me right after. And, you know, it's, it's uh, at that point, right after that, it's time to work. Well, I'm completely, I was being completely sarcastic when I said that because uh, we had Spencer on the uh, on the show a couple weeks ago and he could not have been nicer and more uh, over the top with your praise. He, he was over, he was very impressed with you and said that you were, uh, I believe the quote was, you were the talented one in the family. So I want to now ask you a little bit about uh, your 2017 season that you just kind of wrapped up a little bit. Uh, very, uh, the numbers are very strong on the surface, but uh, obviously there was that injury kind of in the middle of the season. So tell us a little bit about your first season in professional ball. Uh, I mean, as a whole, I mean, I, I was, uh, I was happy, I was happy with it. Aside from that injury, you know, but uh, I don't think I, I definitely wouldn't have planned my season to go like that. <laughs> but um, you know, stuff happens, and I think uh, how you how you handle it and. Um, just go about your business um i think overall actually went well um you know stuff like that's going to happen i think throughout your career and you know i it happened at the very beginning of my career i think uh i would much rather happen now than you know at a bigger time uh in my career so but no it was well i had a great first half of the year um i mean i felt very good and um i mean i even felt good uh until the hamstring injury um but Went down to um, Florida and I rehabbed for a couple months. Um, got a lot of work done down there. Try to just do as much as I could. Um, but uh, had a brief rehab stint with the GCL team and then a, uh, another stint with our Auburn team, our short season, New York, and then uh, went back to um, Hagerstown. And um, you know, it was it was different. It was it was definitely tough to. Um, come back after a couple months off there um, but I think everything um, I couldn't have been more happy with uh, how the season turned out and um, how, how I've uh, performed yeah how is uh, how's the hamstring feeling now uh, hamstring feels good I don't have any uh, issues I think I played about 30 40 games after my injury um, and then I went to instruction league for a few weeks um, played and practiced all day no in- no issues at all. Um, just, uh, I mean, I start working out here now, and um, you know, it's good. I don't. I mean, I'm just. There's no issues at all. It feels uh, feels normal to me now. Uh, and, and you used the word instruct, so I'd love to use that segue if I can, real quick, because I think so many fans like myself, we hear that term. Oh, I went to instructs, or we're going to send him to instructs. But uh, what does that really mean, or what is that as a player? I mean, what are you working on? Or are you trying to get healthy, conditioning? 
extra bats? What are you working on at Instructs? Yeah, I mean, I personally, I think, um, and I think in the Nationals' viewpoint as well, I think it's a good thing that you go to Instructs. Um, you know, I, I mean, I you can, I think at some point you can have enough practice, but I think when you we talk about the game a lot, we go through a lot of different situations and stuff like that down there, and you know, I think. Um, these guys, they know me, I would say, within this year, they know me better than uh, most people. So um, if there's something that they see throughout the season that uh, they, they would announce to me. Um, and then instructionally is your time to uh, start to break that habit and create a new one. But um, it was, uh, you know, it's a good thing. It's, it's tough. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Um, but it's, uh, I think it's worth it. I had a, I mean, I had a, I mean, I think I learned the most baseball down there in a long time this year. Um, I think I had a really good year, uh, really good time down there. And now we find ourselves a couple weeks after Instructs, but uh, several, well, months, I guess, now until uh, you get back on the grind. So what are your plans for the off season, and uh, what do you do to prepare for uh, 2018? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do pretty much what I did last year. I think uh, I worked out with Spencer and, um we we hit together a little bit um with our uh we got a hitting guy we go to around here um jay hood but it was uh i think we do a similar i'm gonna do the similar thing i started working out this past week at the same place um four days a week and you know it's we got a good group of guys uh there i work out with spencer and charlie blackman and josh rutledge and a couple others and it's just um i mean it's it's fun but we definitely get our work done there and uh i they definitely prepare us the right way for um, for those uh, long, grueling seasons. Well, you mentioned Spencer a couple of times, and uh, your brother Trevor has uh, kind of acted as a liaison to kind of put this together. So I, I do want to ask you a little bit. I believe you're the baby brother in the family of three very successful baseball players, obviously Spencer in the pro ranks and, and Trevor in the college game. How has being the young brother – helped you with your game have they taught you things have is it been mental has it been physical what how has that relationship benefited you uh i mean I, it's been i mean it's benefited me a lot uh, i mean i know spencer was the first one to go through it so he was a lot of things i think were a little bit um eye-opening more so eye-opening for him at times and then definitely my parents him being the first one to go through everything and then um for me, growing up, I just, I mean, they, they played all the time, and, you know, my seasons weren't as long as theirs when you're younger, so I would go to all their games, and when I was little, I'd be the Bat Boys, and I think just being around the game uh, has played a very uh, crucial uh, point in my uh, baseball career so far. I mean, just being around it helps. You just pick up things. Even if you're not paying attention that hard, You being around it and watching people play, you see certain things, and you know, watching Spencer play and and Trevor play, actually, I, the biggest thing I picked up with with them was um, from them was just how they play the game and how they go about their business. And I mean, baseball is a game of failure, and you know, it, it's just it's part of it. And I think the quicker you can get over a mistake and uh, and go about your business, I think uh, the better off you'll be. And that's something Trevor was great at, and Spencer is is still um, very good at, especially as a catcher. You you gotta be poised and um and being be in charge and take control of things so uh being around them has just been uh definitely been the the most uh the best part of my uh baseball career growing uh, growing up 
Now, do you pick uh, Spencer's brain because he's a catcher? Like, hey, how would you attack me if you were, you know, calling pitches against me? Is there any of that type of thing going on? Uh, no, I think I think it's um, that that's that's tough. Just because, I mean, Spencer, he really, truthfully, he hasn't really seen me play much. Um, I mean, I mm. I don't even I haven't even seen him play much, you know. But uh, Spencer's very good at that stuff. I know he caught actually one time. I mean, I was facing Max Scherzer, so that was pretty difficult but um <laughs> and i'm pretty sure scherzer calls his own pitches at that point with Spencer Kitch. but you know it was you know i i struck out but it was um spencer you know he's good i i don't really do i haven't do don't do much of that you know sometimes people ask him a question i'll be around and and hearing what he has to say is uh always beneficial um in some way so he uh no i just just watching how they play the game i think that's what's helped me the most well, I'd love to change the topics a little bit, uh, a quick topic. Wow, I'm sputtering over my words. I apologize, and we're going to take that out. But I want to talk hitting with you a little bit, if we could, because uh, watching you for so many games this season, I think the, one of the major things that stuck out to me was how kind of advanced and mature your approach was at the plate. So I kind of want to just start with what are your thoughts? Let's start even on the on-deck circle. You know, you're warming up. What are you trying to do, and what are you thinking about at that point? Yeah, so personally, I like to start um, before the on-deck circle. Um, I typically, I mean, I batted third for the most part this year. So I had, I mean, your second three, four at-bats, you you typically have some people in front of you. So, But my first at-bat and all my bats, I always start in the dugout. I stand I typically on the top, one of the top steps and or watching closely. And I'm already starting my timing. I'm already watching the pitcher and seeing what his tendencies are, what he does. And then when I'm on deck, I'm a little bit closer. So that, and then I'm still doing my timing. I still have my routine I go through every single time. Um, and then by that point, when I'm in the batter's box, I feel like I've almost already had an at bat. So I'm, I'm very comfortable up there um, with, with every pitcher. And then, I mean, so, I mean, that's what I would do. I think I start, I would definitely, um, I do start before the on deck circle and then go through routine when I'm on deck. And when does the plan come about? Is that even before the game starts, or is that? I mean, obviously, if you see a pitcher's pitcher is or a pitcher's pitch is doing better that night, worse that night, you have to adjust. But when does the plan of what you're going to do that night or how you're going to attack begin? Uh, it's before the game. Um, definitely, it's before the first inning, right before I head out to the field. I mean, I'm looking at the pitcher, and it's up in the locker room, so I, I see his stuff. So I'm already thinking about it a little bit, and then. Um, and then when I'm in the dugout for the game, because I don't like to think, I don't, I'll drain myself out if I think about this stuff all day right before the game. So I, I do it right before the game starts um, with, the, with the stuff that we were allowed to, we have access to. I look at his tendencies and what is, how many strikes he throws, how many walks he has, and, and how many hits he gives up. So it, it all varies. I mean, if I have a guy who, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't walk a lot of people, um, you know, I, he, obviously he's in the zone quite a bit, so I need to be, um, ready to swing pretty early in the count. And then, um, if you have a guy that he throws real hard and he's got a few more walks than, than he should, than he should, then, uh, obviously I think I'm going to be a little bit more patient, um, in the batter's box and make him, uh, come to me. But truly, I mean, I think as a hitter, if I can be in control, then I, I feel like I've, um, already have an advantage in that, um, in that at bat. So I, I try to stay in control as much as possible. 
um, and, and don't let that pitcher um, get in his rhythm and um, and start really uh, and throwing and throwing around the zone and making his pitches. I try to make him um, adjust to me. And, and now the pitchers you know just about to to wind up if he's not already taken that step back you know towards second base about to come home what what's in your brain then because i can only imagine it's got to be at most maybe one swing thought or one thought because you've got to keep your mind clear and be able to react quickly at the same time yeah you know i i mean as a, as a hitter i um when i when i'm in the box i don't like to think too much i think um i think Go, uh, when you think about if you're if you still thinking about your swing, I think um, that's an issue. But uh, I definitely don't think about my swing when I'm in the box. I just I trust whatever I've been working on all season and throughout the year. You have to trust it at that point. That's not the time to um, try to feel for something. But um, and then when I mean when he's delivering, I, I don't think there's there's nothing at that point that really goes to your head. I think uh, you um, the ball's coming in. I, it's just more of a rea- it's a reaction. Obviously, right before when I before I get in the batter's box, um, depending upon what he's throwing me that day, or if, if it's my first at bat, what what his tendencies are. Uh, is he is he is he throw a lot of off speed? Does he throw sinkers a lot? Um, so it's it all it all varies. Um, but I mean, as a hitter, I think every at bat, every at bat's different, um, and every at bat there's uh, there's going to be a little bit of a different adjustment or mindset going into it. And, and that leads probably to my final question about hitting, although I've got a million of them. But now, let let's say you walked or you got a single, and now you're on base. Before you get back into the field, or when do you process what you just learned at that at bat? Okay, he was trying to throw me sliders away, or he was trying to work me in, or whatever. How do you take that information, um, kind of consolidate it, and then make your plan for your next at bat? Because then you've got to go in the field and act as you know the key to the defense. You know, at shortstop. Right. Um, you know, during that bat, I see when he if I've noticed tendencies, if I notice you know catchers setting up away, if he's throwing soft away and hard in um i i i definitely recognize that in my first at bat um but when you know when i after the at bat obviously i'm going to remember what he threw me during that at bat but i go in the dugout i go back out to the field and then i come back in when we're on offense again and i think i think that's when i either sit by myself and that's when i think about like what they're actually doing here um or i talk to our our hitting coach and and get his perspective on it um because i mean at, at at this level i i think they don't they don't individualize too much um i think it's more of like an overall approach to the team so in terms of the pitchers so pitchers throw they're going to throw a hard soft away hard in to majority of the hitters yeah. but as you go yeah. as you go up they're going to definitely individualize their approaches on different attack how they attack different hitters so I mean, there's times I think the first game um, you play, the first time you play a team, I think it's gonna be more like that. But as you play them throughout the year and you've seen the pitcher a few times, they've seen you, um, they definitely start to have some tendencies what they try to do to you, and um, recognizing that as as quick as you can is definitely crucial. Uh, that was great, uh, Carter. Do we have time for a quick game of rapid fire? I got a couple questions for you. Yeah. Hit me. All right. Uh, first one. Best pitcher you've ever faced. Best pitcher. Ooh. Uh, 
you know, I don't know if there's the best pitcher I've ever faced, but you know, those the the ones that tend to get me out are the ones that people don't really know about. They're the ones that they don't throw as hard, and they just got a lot of a lot of junk. And um, but I, I don't I don't think there's a name up to my point. I've been in it for a year, so that's a. <laughs> I think if you ask me this in a couple of years, I might have an answer. But um, that's that's a tough question. I think it's the guys that the under that are under the radar and people don't really know about. All right. Uh, and, and this is probably a little bit of a tough question because obviously your brother plays pro ball and Trevor played so much, you know, so such high level ball. But uh, what if anything particularly surprised you about the minor leagues or your first year or two in in professional baseball? Surprised me. Um, I don't. There wasn't. I don't think there were too much surprises. But the thing, I, the biggest thing that as a high school or a college kid going into pro ball is you. And if you have buddies who talk about who are in pro ball at the time before you, like Spencer always said, you know, it's, it's long. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's, it, people say it's a grind and you can hear and you can hear and listen to all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think until I actually went through it for my, for, for the first time, um, that's when it hit me. I was like, no, they aren't kidding. It is a grind. Um, so I think that's, that was definitely the uh, toughest the toughest part for me was because um, I've never played that much baseball in my life uh, every single day like that. Um, but I think the grind is um, definitely something that you have to experience firsthand to really know what uh, what it feels like. Uh, cool, coolest piece of memorabilia from either your career or somebody else's that you have? Coolest piece of memorabilia? Um, well... Well, Spencer won the gold glove, so we have a gold catcher's mitt in our basement from Rawlings when he was in college. Um, and then I remember, I believe, yeah, I believe, I mean, I won a couple of awards last year or a couple of years ago, but um, I don't think nothing as cool as what he got. I would like to get that someday. Yeah, that would be pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty cool. But um, that award's pretty cool. I won a couple – MVPs of some Under Armour games and some tournaments, but what that nothing like what he's what he's done. Uh, favorite teammate all time. My favorite teammate. Ooh, I'd have to go with my my buddy uh, Zach Krisvac. He's a pitcher at Georgia right now. We grew up playing together. He's uh, he's a he's a he's a little guy, but he can throw it hard, and he'll be in pro ball here in a couple of years, and. Um, to get stage for his own, but he's a fun guy. I mean, I, he, no matter what, whether he's had a bad day at school or whatever it was, he still came up to the field and that was his escape. And he always had a good time. He never, uh, he worked hard and he was definitely a, um, a good, uh, a good example for younger guys to follow. Uh, and final one, most talented teammate you've played with. Most talented teammate. Well, most talented teammate I think the bet well the best hitter I've played with was this year and last year was Juan Soto he's a freak um, <laughs> like he's the best I've I've never seen somebody just hit his barrel up so many balls in my life but he's good um he'll play up for a long time and then uh I mean as shoot as a defender maybe I think um who's who's unbelievable I've played with 
I don't know. I just, I mean, I think everybody recognizes the hitting is more so than the defense at times. Um, but no, I think, yeah, Juan was, he's, he's one of the best players I've ever played with. Hmm. Well, uh, Carter, I want to be uh, respectful of your time here. I'd love to give you a spot for your plugs. I know you do uh, a tremendous amount of charitable work, uh, particularly considering your age and everything else. So I'd love to uh, give you a spot here to plug that, social media, or anything in between. Uh, what What do you want me to do? I didn't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, plugs. Anything you want to plug. I know you do have some charitable endeavors and uh, anything, social media, anything you want to plug. Oh yeah, um, I mean the, the charitable work. I I did uh, I did something with the kidney fund. Um, with uh, he uh, this, this guy, he actually he's a baseball card collector and loves baseball. And his wife, um, she uh, she donated a her, her kidney to him. Um, and uh, they had a successful uh, procedure, and um, I know they're healthy now. He actually just tweeted to me last night, letting. Uh, letting me know everything went well and um he's in uh, good care now and uh, they're happy so um no that, that was good uh i i haven't done um <clears throat> too much more than that i think that uh, that took a few months this year to um to do uh, to do so i know i look forward to i i, I talked to him hopefully he can uh, i can meet him someday him and his wife and they can come to a baseball game someday but they're uh you know, it was an awesome experience for me. Um, you know, I learned I learned a lot from them, and just how to. There's certain things to you get you maybe take for granted, and you have to enjoy a little bit more in life. And you know, they were uh, an inspiration to a lot of people. Well, that's very very cool, Carter. Thank you so much uh, for the time. Uh, actually, one final question I got to ask you: We're recording this on Halloween night, so favorite candy. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, those are the best. Those really are the answer. They really are. Mm. From the freezer. <laughs> oh yeah, they got to be ice cold. Little milk too, if you got it. So. <laughs> yeah, no, those are good. Well, Carter, thank you so much for the time. I greatly appreciate it, uh, and I look forward to uh, hopefully seeing you uh, in Potomac and Hagers or Harrisburg and uh, up the ladder next season. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you having me on. Have a great, uh, have a great winter, and uh, take care of yourself. You too. Thank you. The Baron. The Baron of the Baseball Podcast. The Baron of the Baseball Podcast. The Baron of the Baseball Podcast. Yeah. The Baron. Speaking for the awareness, truth has been spoken, the people say it's apparent. Wake up every day to the voice of the leader, the home run, strike out, the bearer, the teacher. I am a natural, my podcast has been the national. Bryce Harper Power, Ken Griffey with attitude. No more than most, I am built for the stage. Every time I speak facts without turning the page, let me explain. I'm like Babe Ruth, I call the shots. Speaking to all my people, this message will never stop. Home run, every show, bringing in every fact. This feeling will overcome and I'm never turning it back. The Baron, the people's podcast in this win. The benefactor of benefit, know the truth is within. The Baron, speaking for awareness, the truth has been spoken. The people always say it's apparent, you feel me? The people's podcast never ended. You are now one-on-one with the Baron. The Baron of the Baseball Podcast With forever, no other way you can call that The People's Podcast never ended You are now one-on-one with the Baron 
the bearing of the baseball podcast where forever no other way you can call that the bearing speaking for the awareness truth has been spoken the people say it's apparent wake up every day to the voice of the leader the home run strike out the bearing the teacher i am a natural my podcast has been the national Bryce Harper power, Ken Griffey with attitude, no more the most I am built for the stage, every time I speak facts without turning the page, let me explain, I'm like Babe Ruth, I call the shots, speaking to all my people, this message will never stop, home run, every show, bringing in every fact, this feeling will overcome and I'm never turning it back, the Baron, the people's podcast in this win, the benefactor of benefit, know the truth is within, the Baron. Speaking for awareness, the truth has been spoken. The people always say it's apparent, you feel me? The people's podcast never ended. You are now one-on-one with the Baron. The Baron of the baseball podcast. With forever, no other way you can call that. The people's podcast never ended. You are now one-on-one with the Baron. The Baron of the baseball podcast. With forever, no other way you can call that.